Phyllis was just average. That is what Phyllis says. That what was special about her was that there was nothing all that special about her. She was contentedly, atypically unexceptional. And that's probably why Phyllis now always asks herself how she ended up here. I was a C average in high school. I'm not a college professor. <laughs> and, and yeah, I fought it because I was scared. I mean, I'm just a hillbilly from Kentucky. But I knew that God, he picked me. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, I had no idea 30 some years ago that I would be where I am today. I thought at the time I made that commitment to use my, for God to use my hands, which was years and years ago, was to play the piano. Well, you know what? That commitment was a lot more than I thought it would be. This is a story about the strange and foreign places Phyllis's hands have taken her. This is Stories of Hope, episode 26, Signs of an Average Woman. Phyllis Harbaugh never saw it coming. It was just one of those days, one of those unexpectedly important, life-altering kind of days. Now, almost 40 years later, for Phyllis, there is everything that came before and everything that came after. And in the middle is this day. She was at Memorial Baptist Church in Sterling Heights, Michigan. And it was a Sunday morning and she was sitting at the piano and her husband was preaching the sermon. We had a deaf man who visited our church one Sunday morning. And I looked over and saw his friends frantically writing everything that was being said. And I think for the first time in my life, I don't know, I I just, uh, my heart just was so touched that that Sunday morning, I, um, it was hard to believe that somebody was in the church that couldn't hear the gospel. Seven more days passed. Seven more days when Phyllis could think about nothing else. The very next Sunday, when that deaf man visited her church for a second time, Phyllis introduced herself and made him a promise. I promised him we would learn sign language for him. And um, he came one more Sunday after that, never came back. I I can't even remember his name, but I do remember that I promised him that we would learn sign language. So I contacted a woman who had been uh, doing some deaf ministry in our state. And so for uh, one year, she came every Sunday night. We had a two hour sign language class. And then she left us and we were like, now what do we do? We had no deaf people coming. We didn't know deaf people. So we began to pray. And me and uh, one other woman decided we would sign for each other so that if the deaf people came, we wanted to be ready. And um, three years we interpreted for each other with no deaf people coming. Eventually, word got out. Deaf people started coming to Phyllis's church. And that's where any average story on any average person might come to a happy conclusion. But then a very above average opportunity fell into Phyllis's lap. They're called Chaldeans. 3,000 years ago, they built the Babylonian Empire. The Bible says that's where Abraham and Sarah came from. Nebuchadnezzar, the wise men, all Chaldeans. But that was another time and another place. Today, Chaldeans are Iraqis, and more than 100,000 of them have come to live in Michigan as refugees. And some of them are deaf. In Iraq, people with hearing loss uh, become 
the, the servants at home. They, w- they didn't go out much into the community. And then, of course, when ISIS moved in, which was the reason a lot of them fled to America, you know, they were, the deaf especially were not getting out much at all because they couldn't hear the guns. Now in America, the isolation for deaf Chaldeans isn't necessarily dangerous. It's just different. They can't speak. They can't hear. They can't even read English letters. To live like a refugee is hard. To live like a deaf refugee is harder still. Of course, Phyllis Harbaugh knew none of this until she got a phone call from a lady who worked with Chaldean refugees. She said that part of their um, coming to America and being able to be out in the, in the city and out in their communities, uh, they would need to learn American Sign Language. And of, of course, there was no curriculum, and no, no, no one ever did this before, that, that I knew of anyway. But I accepted the challenge to teach the deaf Iraqis, American Sign Language. And I think we had over 30 at that first class. It hadn't occurred to Phyllis how hard it would be, not until that very first class. That's when she realized she knew no Arabic. And her students not only knew no English, they also knew no sign language and couldn't hear anything she said. You know, I was thinking in my mind because I had taught a couple basic ASL classes to people in the church and, you know, you just get up and you say, okay, this is the word and you say the word and you give them the sign for it. But when I stood up before this group to say the word, well, they couldn't hear me because they were deaf. To give them a sign, they didn't know what the sign was. To even write it on the board in English, I mean, they could read Iraqi handwriting with no problem. But now I'm writing man on the board and they're just looking at me like, hmm. The first class was dramatic pantomime followed by blank stares. No one learned much of anything, except for Phyllis, who went home telling herself she'd taken on a task that was too big for an average person like her. I remember sitting at the table and saying to my husband, I can't do this. I just can't do it. I mean, there, nobody's done it before that I know of. I can't teach them sign language, American Sign Language because they don't know English. I just can't do this. And I think that was a, a, an awakener for me because my husband looked at me and said, you're right. You're absolutely right. You can't do this. But God can do it. Question. I ask you. Ask you a question. That was then. This is now. It's been five years since that late night kitchen table pep talk. Five years since God did it. Since he showed Phyllis a low tech, why did I not think of this before solution to her communication problem? I used my flannel graph from vacation Bible school and teaching children years before. I dug all that out and I took the flannel graph and I put the man on the board. And then I put the woman next to him. I wrote it in English. I pointed to it and gave them the sign for it. And all of a sudden, it was like light bulbs going off everywhere. And it was just so affirming for me that, yeah, God's going to do this. Because there's a language there, a barrier there that only He's going to be able to break. And um, when I see the light bulbs go off, I know it's God doing it. Daytime, light, nighttime, 
start. Okay. Now, this is what deaf Chaldean refugees learning American Sign Language sounds like. It's taken five years, meeting every week, sitting in a classroom, talking about nouns and verbs and sometimes Jesus, with a very average American named Phyllis, who learned that average plus God is all deaf Chaldean refugees ever needed. They were just so eager to learn, just so eager. And um, some of them now are just hungry for anything that the Bible says. So there's been opportunity there. And now here, five years later, we have two of them coming to a weekly Bible study. Uh, we have two of them coming for our monthly deaf worship. So don't ever underestimate what God can do because I was in my 30s. I didn't know sign language. I didn't know any deaf people. And all it took was one man to come and sit four rows back in the middle who could not hear the gospel. And I, I was unsettled in my own life. And many times, I, many times I'm so humbled um, when I see what God has done and all it took for me was just to commit my hands. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, Signs of an Average Woman. There are refugees in almost every community in North America. Men and women, boys and girls who are lonely, who need help with the basics of life, and who've never experienced the love of Christ. Just like Phyllis, God can use what you know and what you're good at to meet needs and build witnessing relationships with them. For ideas on how to get started, go to sendrelief.org. And if you like what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.